Amazon has everything for back to school. Zebra lunchbox? Check. Cool Adidas gear like t-shirts, shoes, and backpacks? Check. Triceratops folders and pencils? Check. Lasercat t-shirts? Check. Get your back to school shopping done now at Amazon.com slash back to school and enjoy free shipping on millions of items. No need to leave your home or hassle with crowds. Amazon.com. No better place to get everything back to school from A to Z. Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust, a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill, presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way, with new eyes. So, stay with us and together, we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, Patterns of Meaning. But before we explore this topic, I'd like to say... A uh, couple of words about Alice Bailey, founder of the Lucis Trust. Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bailey wrote 24 volumes of literature, and those 24 volumes of literature are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear in this show, on this show. Also, another thought is to let you know that we have a little gift for you that we'll tell you more about later. The following thought is from the, the world... Goodwill Newsletter. The world is awash with information flowing through a multitude of different channels. TV, the Internet, print, cell phones, and so on. Trying to keep one's head above this tidal wave is, is coming more, becoming more and more difficult. And the phenomenon of information overload is now well known. What effect is this having on the developing consciousness of humanity? And could you tell us something about World Goodwill and its point of view? World Goodwill was founded by Alice and Foster Bailey in 1932. It's a service activity of the Lucis Trust and Arcane <laughs> School. It um, is a non-governmental organization registered with the United Nations Office of uh, Public Information, and it's represented at the regular briefings for non-governmental organizations at the UN headquarters. And one of the um, service activities of World Goodwill is to publish a quarterly newsletter at no charge. That's where your opening thought came from, one of the latest newsletters. The initiating purpose of World Goodwill was to establish right human relations and to help solve the problems of humanity through the constructive, creative power of goodwill. 
So everything that World Goodwill focuses on is oriented toward the discovery of the key or the the um, secret of goodwill because that can unlock the most naughty problems and the most in, intransigent um, oppositions between peoples and groups and nations. It's um, not a membership organization. You can't write to New World Goodwill and ask to join in the sense of a traditional membership. You join World Goodwill by cooperating with its um, purposes. We have a great deal of literature that we distribute in print and through uh, the Internet. We work to highlight the cooperation uh, that exists already between so many different groups and individuals through the networking that's so beautifully uh, apparent today and that has been fostered even further by the Internet. Uh, the newsletter, which is published, is now in 12 languages. And uh, most recently, in fact, just this month, we've added an Arabic language edition of the newsletter, which we are uh, seeking to uh, expand as a, a mailing list. And um, we hope that the note of goodwill can help in a very small way to condition the thinking of NGOs and people of goodwill who are working in the Arabic communities. Yes, I think the... Uh Perhaps in the world we, we don't give enough emphasis or enough credit, I should say, to this energy of goodwill because it's a very important energy and it, it's, it's the building energy of all relationships and there won't be, you can't build a right relationship, a good loving relationship without goodwill. And goodwill, of course, is a lower expression of the divine energy of love so um, that is really the one of the major thrusts behind the uh, well. The plan of God is this building right relationships in the world, and goodwill is the energy that uh, drives those and those relationships that holds them together. And uh, so that's why this whole uh, little activity that sponsored by the Lucis Trust and World Goodwill. It's so vitally necessary. I think an interesting insight about goodwill is that it can exist even where understanding does not. If you think of um, impasses that you have experienced in your own personal relationships or in group work or family matters of any kind, sometimes there is no real understanding of different points of view. But that doesn't mean there can't be goodwill. And actually, it's the attitude or the predisposition to goodwill that I think reveals ways for achieving understanding. People might think first you have understanding of the other person or group and then you feel goodwill toward them. In fact, I think the opposite is true. With the attitude and the commitment to goodwill, understanding will follow and uh, an ending to conflict will inevitably present itself. So like you say, goodwill is a conditioning energy and it's enormously creative. Just try applying it the next time you're in a, um, an, a relationship of any sort that seems to be at an impasse. Try applying your understanding of goodwill and see what happens. You might be surprised. 
the newsletter that we have mentioned in the opening thought is one that's especially interesting, I think, for the present times. It's called Patterns of Meaning, and its theme is the information age. Yes, I think it's quite a thoughtful piece uh, of writing, and um, there are a number of articles in this newsletter, the Patterns of Meaning, uh, having to do with the uh, well, the, the Internet and the information that's... Uh, uh, available through the internet and radio and TV and cell phones and everything uh, that we're bomb- constantly bombarded with today. And so the question is, what is all this information doing to our consciousness? Ah. And that's uh, the effect that all this information is having on human consciousness is, is rather interesting. It's interesting that as you say that, I'm sitting here and you are too in front of a Google screen. (laughs) And we have the ability with a few keystrokes to tap the the whole world encyclopedia of knowledge if we know the right words to key in. It's a little bit intimidating. Well, yes, it is. And that's the... uh, It it could be intimidating, but... uh, or it could be rather dangerous. It could have has good effects and it could have bad effects, depending on how this information is used and how one uses it and how it um, how one absorbs it or deflects it or whatever you do with this information. That um, is part of the big question of the effect that it has on consciousness. Yeah, the opening thought that uh, you uh, gave us, Robert, said, what is this information overload doing to us? Well, I suppose, ultimately, it's helping to expand human consciousness. We're learning far more than we once were capable of learning and much more rapidly, but the rapidity and the bombardment of information of a kind of materialistic or concrete-minded, facts-based type is, uh, must be enormously stressful to the brain, and it's stressful to the consciousness. We are inundated from the moment we get up. If we turn on the radio or the television or our computer, or if we eavesdrop on conversations from people around us, sometimes not wanting to eavesdrop. I mean, every night we ride the bus home and listen to people on their cell phones talking about nothing much. Hi, what are you doing? Oh, nothing much. What are you doing? I'm oh, on, nothing much. I'm on the bridge now. I'll I'm be on the bridge I'll now. I'll be home in five minutes. <laughs> What's for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> That's the level of conversations that you are forced to hear. So, what does all this mean? That's the big question. <laughs> but um, I, I, th- I think that's why this thoughtful piece was written, because it does, and it's called Patterns of Meaning. And uh, the, uh, as you say, we are constantly being bombarded by information and by sensory uh, information coming at us and through our ears and through our senses, through our eyes, through our noses. All of our senses are involved all day long with some kind of information. And stimulation. Yeah. Are, we're in a constant <clears throat> state of stimulation, even if we don't know it. Mm-hmm by having to process all of this um, material coming in. And it's hard to find a moment of quiet, even when you go home. 
mm-hmm. unless you live by yourself and you can retreat to your little place and uh, not turn on the TV or the radio and and uh, then even then then you might be bombarded by outside noises and, and so forth. So it's hard to find a, a moment of quiet. There's another aspect to this information onslaught and that is the rapidity with which one can express one's own views. Uh, it started, I suppose, with the fax machine and then with the computer and now with blogs where people have a, a kind of running um, public expression of their views on whatever they choose to express themselves. It means that people have a chance to say what they think. But I wonder how much of it is really reasoned, pondered uh, thought and how much of it is just shooting from the hip kinds of reactions and what this means for society. I mean, look at the, the, um, oh, the reality programs where people vote each other on and off of teams. How much of that kind of reaction is really pondered and how much of it is just superficial judgments based on nothing much? I don't know. Well, yes, and all of that. And um, also there was other things because this um, the Internet becomes such an emotional thing. And it's it's a real test for, for some people to, uh, particularly working with these blogs, uh, where everybody is voicing their own opinion. And uh, so the, there tends to generate a lot of uh, uh, emotionalism, and uh, even, um, as, as it mentions in one of these articles in the newsletter, where a person, uh, a Japanese girl, was playing a game show. She played it for two days straight, and she eventually died from it. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, without stopping. She just played it. And so, I mean, it can be very dangerous, too. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today... Patterns of Meaning, and I had mentioned in the early part of the show that we have a little gift for you, and I'll tell you about that right now. World Goodwill, which is where the um, the Goodwill newspaper letter was where the thought came, or the quote came earlier in the show. World Goodwill publishes a quarterly newsletter at no charge. If you would like to receive a sample newsletter, please call at one eight six six, that's a toll free number one eight six six N Y Lucis. That's one eight six six. Think of New York Lucis N Y Lucis. Lucis is L U C I S. Or go to our website www.worldgoodwill.org. There you'll find an archive of past newsletters on the power of goodwill to affect change and bring about human. Right human relations between all peoples and nations. Now, I mentioned it as a little gift, but really the impact that it might have on your consciousness might turn it into a big gift. It might, uh, you might never be the same because you'll be looking at the world perhaps in a different way, in a more positive way. So give us a call if you'd like that uh, Goodwill uh, newsletter, a uh, sample of it at one eight six six ny lucis all of our inner sight programs can be heard on our website at www.lucistrust.org. On the homepage, you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two, 
Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. So once again, it's www.lucistrust.org. The theme of each week's program is posted in advance on our website also, so you can see in advance what next Sunday's program will be. Uh, uh, Additionally, uh, what keeps us on the air is your tax-deductible donations, and they can be sent to... Uh, Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Uh, that's Lucis Trust, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. And if you want to make more direct contact with Lucis Trust and its staff, you're welcome to come to our monthly meditation meetings. So please write or call for a meeting, uh, uh, meeting schedule. So we certainly appreciate your support. Uh, uh, World Good Wool, by the way, publishes a quarterly newsletter at no charge. And if you'd like to receive a sample newsletter, uh, once again, you can call at 1-866-NY-LUCIS or go to our website, www.worldgoodwill.org. And there you'll find the archive past newsletters on the power of goodwill to affect change and bring about right human relations between all peoples and nations. Patterns of meaning, what I was uh, thinking about that, too, as you uh, spoke about the uh, how we're being inundated with uh, some useful information and some not-so-useful information, I was thinking that maybe one way to uh, approach this uh, and, and sift through this information might be to think of certain values. When I think of the loosest trust values that have been set forth in this show, for example, when we hear information, uh, one of the highest uh, of the loosest values is harmlessness, not to do harm to other people. So would it be a, a correct approach to all this information? Would it be to uh, uh, sift them through values perhaps that we've already established and see whether or not they're in sync with those values? Uh, would that be a way? Well, yes, if it um, is information that expands one's understanding of the one humanity and one's sense of identification with it, yes. If it fosters a sense of personal isolation and of personal um self-interest, then you could say it's probably not going to be very spiritually productive. But how we use information depends a lot on what is already within our consciousness. I think we attract information like all aspects. We attract what is already present within us. And if we are oriented toward a belief in the one humanity and uh, right human relationships, then the kinds of things that capture our attention and hold it will be expressive of those those values. The, the point, I think, is to, from reading this newsletter, is to be more discerning about what we expose ourselves to in terms of information, be more disciplined in our habits of um, the use of media, not just let the television ramble on, not just surf the internet without any standards. Um, There's a lot that's low level out there and there's a lot that's higher level and we have to pick and choose. We can't just say, well, it, it isn't going to really affect me. I think people are far more impressionable than they might realize and especially children. I I still remember being at a friend's house when I was a girl and reading some of her horror comic books and having images implanted in my mind that I've never gotten rid of that just absolutely horrified me. I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Those are not small things, and I think the same is true for adults. 
Well, yes, and it's even more vivid today, all of these images that uh, we, we see. And uh, I mentioned earlier that these game shows, mm -hmm. they are creating horrendous thought forms all the time. I mean, people maybe poo-poo the idea that they're harmless, you know, they're harmful. But if you look at it from the standpoint of energy and the building of thought forms, all of our thinking all of the time creates thought forms. These are forms of thought that are created in actual substance. In, in most of it, it's just astral substance. It's our astral matter. And it's, it's real. The, what these things, I mean, the, the astral plane is, itself is not all that real, but it's creating these thought forms that hang around you and uh, are part of you wherever you go, because they become kind of embedded in your consciousness and uh, they begin to affect the way you think and the way you look at the world. So it, it's very uh, a matter of concern about what uh, children and adults today are, are looking at, all the, the graphic violence and uh, the sexual content, and it's, uh, it's creating, I'm afraid, a rather mess out there in the in the astral uh, <coughs> medium, in the astral fields. And there seems to be um, some kind of impact that's working out in identity, and I don't know if it's the anonymity of the um, present media, especially the Internet, that allows us to kind of don a, a different identity than we um, use in what we call real life. Uh, people can make up different names uh, present themselves as being something quite other than what they really are in fact and people who meet them on the internet apparently believe them and uh, are sometimes put into situations that are really dangerous even if you're not around criminal types like you mentioned the Japanese girl who played a game with such fervor that she lost track of her physical health needs and eventually in a few days Perished. I mean, it's an extraordinary example, but uh, obviously the the sense of identity and of self can be kind of um, jeopardized by the impact of, of the media, and I don't think we know much about it yet or pay much attention to it. Well, I think, yes, it, it, it emphasizes the little self so much, and yet the Internet is there. You can gain so much information about other people in the world and other places in the world and situations in the world. And, of course, you have to sift through it and separate the wheat from the chaff and all the truth from the falsehoods. But we can learn so much just by sitting at this keyboard and um, <clears throat> Googling all over the world. And... But there is that great benefit there, but there is also, what we're trying to say, there is also danger. But I suppose um, before we conclude this program today, we should focus on some of the very um, positive aspects of the new technology. And that was highlighted in this newsletter in the article on the recent um, uh, conference held in Tunis, which was the second part of a UN-sponsored World Summit on the Information Society. People, especially in this country, tend to think of the United Nations as the General Assembly 
and perhaps the supposed uh, obligation of the UN to enforce peace, which is not really one of its mandates, and then to say, well, the UN fails. There's so much more about the United Nations that's being um, done through its agencies. For example, the uh, telecommunications agency, which is headquartered in Geneva, sponsored the um, World Summit on the Information Society that's had two conferences, one in Geneva in 2003 and then a second phase in Tunis in November of 2005. And the, the effort of this conference is to coordinate the international approaches to the use and distribution of information and of modern technology, realizing that almost everyone worldwide is is inundated with um, this technology and should be benefited by it. For example, one really wonderful campaign is called the $100 Laptop that's being sponsored by um, the World Summit on the Information Society, and its goal is to provide children, even in very poor societies, with their own laptop computer that can be powered by very low power consumption and that can run in the absence of a main supply of electricity through a, a wind-up crank. That's actually a type of computer that uh, they, the UN is going to endeavor to make available to children. That's something really wonderful. Yes, it gives um, them these um, many third world children in third world nations access to uh, the same information that we have, and uh, so it's, it's yes, it would be a great boon to these uh, to the world communication. I think. And in terms of the economics involved, Kofi Annan is very much behind this type of initiative for Africa because he believes it's actually more practical than putting a great deal of money into the building of schools and uh, um, the physical systems needed for, for schools. And children can use the, um, <coughs> uh, these laptops for their own education use, and <coughs> it can further their education if they can't get to schools or they don't have schools in these uh, rural areas, then perhaps they can use the, um, the laptops to uh, gain more knowledge and more education, just mm -hmm. sitting where they are. Another wonderful example of the Internet that people probably aren't aware of is the impact on, say, villagers in societies in India where they used to plant their crops not knowing really what was uh, coming at them in terms of weather. Now, there's if there's a computer in a village, which I think has been a major initiative of Canada, they can go to this computer, which is um, the responsibility of a particularly trained person in the village, find out what the weather is forecast to be, and decide whether they should plant their crops or not. It's made a tremendous impact, a tremendous difference on people's lives. So I think ending on a more positive note about the um, potential of modern technology is important to keep in mind. And the spiritual implication there of education uh, that <clears throat> cannot be um, uh, underestimated because uh, this is the whole thrust, really, of um, the development of human consciousness in the world is the kind of universal education. And uh, this, hopefully these, these laptops and these computers will enable uh, more of the education of the children of the world.
Please take advantage of the gift, uh, uh, the little gift that we'd like to give you. I think it's a big gift because it's certainly impacted my consciousness a lot over the years. And that's uh, the quarterly newspaper that's um, uh, published by World Goodwill. And it's uh, once again, it's no charge. It's uh, our gift to you. If you'd like to receive a sample newsletter, please call us at one eight six six NY Lucis. Think of then one eight six six New York Lucis. Um, the other number, or the uh, other way of saying it, is one eight six 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 nine five eight two four seven. Also, you can key into our website uh, www.worldgoodwill.org, and there you'll find an archive of past newsletters on the power of goodwill to affect change and bring about right human relations between all peoples and nations. You have been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called the Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. It's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, wah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.